and invite you to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, uh, what a gift it is uh, to come before your word, um, to have time and space set aside uh, to listen to you, uh, to hear the words uh, that you spoke uh, first to your people thousands of years ago, uh, but that are alive with your spirit uh, even today. Lord, help us to hear what it is you long uh, to tell us this day. Help uh, your words inspire us uh, to faith and trust, uh, inspire us to hope, even in uh, unsettled times. Lord, it's in your son's name we ask these things. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes uh, from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. I'll be reading to you from uh, the message translation of scripture. Let us listen uh, for God's word for us um, as we hear it this day. What a God we have. And how fortunate we are to have him, this father of our master, Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. Pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. You never saw him, yet you love him. You still don't see him, yet you trust him with laughter and singing. Because you kept on believing, you'll get what you're looking forward to. Total salvation. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So as we step into the world of First Peter today, we are invited to remember what God has done in the past so that we can consider what that means for our future, which is meant to help us not only endure the present, but find reasons to laugh and sing and rejoice even now. I love the graphic I had the kids look at that Janine Davis, our communications director, designed for this season series because it places us right where the community of First Peter was when they first received this letter. And it feels like a pretty accurate representation of where we find ourselves collectively today as well. On a road that is coming from somewhere, a past that you and I know and remember well, on a road that is also headed in a particular direction with a destination in mind, a future we can imagine. 
on a road that at this particular moment in time is laden with fog and made up of sharp curves we may not be expecting, leaving us feeling uncertain and anxious about right where we are in the present. Those same realities would have been true for First Peter's audience, which is made up of Gentile converts to the Christian faith who are living in the diaspora, Jewish communities scattered throughout northern Asia, northern Asia Minor, which would be modern-day Turkey. They know what God has done in and through Jesus Christ in the past. They know the future salvation they are promised because of who God is and what God has done. But they find themselves facing difficult trials in the present. First Peter is written to encourage them to remember the past to live with hope for the future as they trust God in the present. I believe we are encountering 1 Peter in our own unsettled times because God is inviting us to do the same, to remember the past, to live with hope for the future, to trust God in the present. First, we remember we remember that we belong to a God that created us out of love and with all kinds of hope. We remember that we belong to a God who has journeyed with people throughout history, a God who drew near to us in Jesus Christ so that we might know the depths and the power of God's love for us. We remember that Jesus walked his own road that was filled with twists and turns, ups and downs, as he made his way to the cross. Jesus is walking through his own valley of the shadow of death, reminds us that we are not alone, no matter where we find ourselves on the road of life. We remember that Christ goes with us there, that Christ has known our suffering, that Jesus does not leave us to bear it alone. And then we remember the good news First Peter proclaims this day, that the story did not end at the cross, that it does not end in death. We remember and give thanks for the stone rolled away, for a tomb which lay empty, for a love that was powerful enough to conquer even death. We remember that there is no darkness dark enough to overcome the light Christ bore into the world. This is the story of God and God's people that you and I can remember together. But then we each have our own personal stories of the ways God has been present in our particular past. You remember those times when God made a way, when you were not left alone when what you needed was provided, when love came to walk with you through the darkness. You remember the ways God has saved you before, the ways God's love has shown up, been with you, when the highway of this life was straight and clear, and you remember when you found yourself on a foggy, twisty, tarny road, hands gripping the steering wheel as you prayed like hell God would lead you safely through. 
first we remember. We remember who God is. We remember what God has done. We remember, and that memory, it bears hope in us. A hope First Peter characterizes as a living hope, a hope that keeps us alive to God's promises. God's promise of the day when all will be well, when love will finally and fully reign, when life will be healed, life will be made whole for all. God's promise of the day when sickness will be no more and wars will be no more and hatred and injustice will be no more. God's promise of the day when all will be fed, all will be cared for, all will have a home, all will know they belong, all will rest in the Creator's love for them. God's promise of the day when Christ will come back to us and salvation will be known total salvation for creation will be made real as earth and heaven alike are made new once more. We remember who God is. We remember what God has done, and that allows us to be alive with hope for us and our world even now even when so much is uncertain, even when so much that is counter to God's promise surrounds and threatens. We remember and we hold on to that living hope which allows us to trust our God right here, right now, in the present moment. In the introduction to her book, An Altar in the World, Episcopal priest preacher and writer Barbara Brown Taylor shares about a time when she was invited to speak at a congregation and when she asked when she asked the community's priest what they would like her to talk about he asked her what is saving your life right now what is saving your life right now whatever that is come and speak to us about that. Y'all, salvation is not something God only did in the past that is relegated to that moment when your life here on earth ends. Salvation is the ongoing work of God in the world. Salvation is something that began for us in the past, is a promise we hold on to for the future, but y'all, salvation is present right here as well. It's because of what God has done. It is because of what God has promised that we know and can trust that we belong to a God who is always working in the here and now for our good. Unfortunately, that God gets to fight us just about every step of the way as God continues to try to guide us along the road that will lead us to life, to healing and wholeness. But fight Fight our God will. We belong to a God who will never give up, whose love for us is deep enough, wide enough, powerful enough to keep on working for that day, the day when all will be healed, when all will be made whole. The words of 1 Peter remind us that there is gift in unsettled times that they work like a refiner's fire, 
burning off that which threatens to weaken our faith, like the impurities burned when gold passes through fire. There is gift in living through a season that we cannot make it through alone. There is gift in life circumstances being such that we draw nearer to our God, recognize that we need God's guidance, recognize that we need God's power, recognize that we need God's saving grace. Our faith gets proven when it is tested. It gets strengthened, becomes more authentic and real in times of trial if we let those fires do their refining work in us. So let us remember the past so that we might live with hope for the future, so that we might trust, we might trust our God to save us right here, right now. And so I invite you uh, to ask this question of yourself this week. What is saving your life right now? What is saving your life right now? My shorthand would be Jesus, but y'all, Jesus shows up in our lives in a hundred thousand different ways. And it's important to think not just about the shorthand, but the particulars of the way God's goodness and grace is at work in your life right here, right now. So as you live this week, I invite you to ask yourself that question. What is saving my life right now? Amen.